I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I have Chris Visions, I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin Time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. Rob, the artist. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Hey, I'm Mr. Priscilla. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Robbie Amell. What's up, guys? Today, I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Bob McLeod, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert. About a year ago, I've got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> and we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Oh, hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be on. Robin Hobb is here! Working on a trilogy called The Fits and the Fool. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello there, everyone out there in listening land. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John, your host, and here's Christina with us today. Hello. So how's it going? Going okay. I'm ready for spring. How about you? Oh, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready for all this uh, time change today. And yeah, I'm ready for it to get warmer. It's not that yeah. bad, though, in Florida, you know. Yeah, no, uh, Texas has weather. And it's like, it's cold. Like yesterday, it was like 78 degrees outside without a jacket on going, yeah, buddy. Yeah, this is my type of weather. Then today it dropped down to 60 and the wind was blowing. I'm like, all right. You know, <laughs> like ruin my fun. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Speaking of fun. So we just got word that there's another uh, cool thing coming out for Star Wars. Oh, I missed that. What? John Favreau is going to be writing and producing uh, some of the episodes, or maybe the whole. Maybe he's going to be the top writer and the top producer for the TV show that'll be coming out with Disney's new streaming service in 2019. Oh, he's the guy who plays Happy on all the Iron Man movies. He was in the Spider-Man movie. You, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I think it's going to be cool. So what do you think about all this Star Wars stuff? I mean, do you think you're going to get overwhelmed, or how do you feel? I don't, like, maybe, but I always feel like after a Star Wars film, it's like, we have to wait how long? But when they've <laughs> been putting... But they've been putting the Star Wars stories in between the films that pop up. So it doesn't feel as bad. But now it's like, you know, you have Rebels. And it's like now you have access to all kinds of Star Wars. And there's Star Wars books. So I think for the ultimate Star Wars fan, it's not going to be that bad. It's just like, where do you devote your time to the most? Like, where do you hit record and watch later? Or where do you catch up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it's I'm just one thinking, of those. Because I'm just thinking, like, so we've got a series, you know, we've got this television series that John Favreau is doing. And now we've got 
the guys who were working on Game of Thrones are going to do their own series of films. You've got Ryan Johnson, who did The Last Jedi, is going to do mm-hmm. his own trilogy of films. So, <laughs> and then we know there's one more standalone film coming, which everybody assumes is going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi, but they haven't officially said what it really is yet. So, it's just like, we we know we've got at least seven more movies plus episode nine, so there'll be eight more movies Plus, we've got this TV show that John Favreau is going to do for the Disney streaming service. And then we know Dave Filoni and those guys who did Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Rebels just ended, by the way. So they're going to uh, do another cartoon, which will probably also be coming out on the streaming service when when Disney puts that out. Wow. So, yeah, you're I mean. There's so much to watch. I think you're going to get to a point where there's going to be one Star Wars movie a year mm-hmm. very easily, very quickly, you know, don't you think? Yeah, I hope they, like, okay, so uh, Solo's coming out in May. I really do hope that they continue to put other ones out, like, you know, in May, May the 4th, or whatever the actual official Star Wars day is, not just the joke of May the 4th. But you know what I mean, like... Um, instead of all these December times. But I know December is a big time for movies because uh, it's the holidays. People get together with their families. People go on vacations. It's more time to see films than, say, May when schools are still in. And, you know, I, I understand that that's a better release time. But I think when you have, like, maybe, say, two a year or one every year, they're not going to have a problem. And, you know, they're going to have... Um, you know, the DVDs and the digital releases and the downloads and all that. It, it, it's not going to be sorely lacking for any, you know, anything. Well, considering that they've got, between the two studios, they've got eight Marvel movies coming out this year. And mm-hmm. most Marvel fans are going to go see all eight. <laughs> Speaking of Marvel... All the listeners who go, why hasn't Christina seen hardly any Marvel movies except maybe Ant-Man? Or is it Ant-Man? Yeah. Yeah. You saw, you saw Ant-Man. You saw Deadpool. You loved Deadpool. Yes. So, and, and you saw the first Avengers. Didn't you say that? No. Oh, what no. Christina watched last night was Iron Man. Oh, the first one? Yeah. Yes, I've started the second one. I have not finished it yet because I've been doing other things today. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because I'm weird because I was like, okay, I want to know what happens. I don't want to go watch Captain America or this over here or Hulk. or so. I want to know what happens right now. So through the they've already been out, I can do that. So um, I rented it on iTunes and uh, because the first Iron Man was free on Prime. So, yay. Yay. um, I, at first I like, I think I tweeted you and Rob and said, seriously, are all these like beginning movies or rather a snooze town? Because I was having a real hard time getting into, <laughs> why are they going to the desert? Uh, I knew they had to set it up for how Tony Stark became how he was. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I understand that. But like, I think I was just very tired yesterday and my brain's like, just get to the good part. Just get to the good part. Come on. And finally it started getting <laughs> to the good part. And then I was totally fine. Now, number two has been great. So I am like, I don't want to say I'm halfway, but, um, 
Well, yeah, and I, I think the third one is on Netflix for free. So okay, so I can do that one. But um, yeah, and some of the Captain Americas are on Netflix for free, and I know Civil War is. So yeah. you might want to browse through Netflix for Marvel and see what's for free before you rent it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I will do, I will definitely do that for sure. But I was just, I thought I would make everybody a little happy that I've started. That's good. I've, I've started. I, it's funny. I sat there and debated last night and it was like 10 o'clock and I, I probably should have been asleep because I was tired, but I thought I don't have to go anywhere and there's a the time change and I can make myself sleep in. Let's look between Iron Man two and Captain America. And the, the thing for Captain America, I think the poster or whatever it was to show the thing, I was like, eh, no. <laughs> and I went with Iron Man two. So, <laughs> I didn't start it last night. It just, I was having trouble hooking up to stuff. And so I said, eh, I just rolled over and went to sleep. But I did start it today. And um, yeah, I'm not finished yet, but I'm enjoying it. I like, I like action. And like, I think I have still not finished Jessica Jones, uh, but I hear that two is either out or coming out. And I think when there is. I don't want to say too much backstory because I know you have to see how the superhero became a superhero, but I felt like there's like Luke Cage. I love because I feel like they got into it and went. Um, yeah. Same like, with the daredevil stuff. Yeah. And daredevil. But I feel like Jessica Jones was just going on. And every time I watched it, this was like a year or whatever ago, I kept falling asleep and falling asleep. And I'm like, forget it. I can't watch the show. Every time I put it on, I fall asleep. Now, probably I would give it another shot, but it's, that's why I tweeted you guys going, Oh my gosh, guys, please tell me, but no one was around. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to suffer. <laughs> no. Well, like um, the Jessica Jones it's it's very character driven. It's very story driven and very character driven, without not a lot of action driven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's I think the difference where um, Daredevil and Luke Cage, for some reason, they're written a little bit more with the action drive. You know, mm -hmm. with the action driving the story, I guess you could say. Because the second. I'm I'm currently watching the second season of Jessica Jones and I I would say that if you couldn't watch the first season you're probably not going to be able to watch the second either because it's it's more of the same in in the sense that it's more character and story driven not so much action driven you know Yeah yeah she's she's really the one that's more uh Char more character based, more, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's more drama, I guess, than than the other shows that are in that series. Well, and can I say that in um, so far in Iron Man that um, um, I love so far. I love the second one a little bit. Um, because where of where I'm at, like I'm trying to think. Oh, I where I paused is where he and his buddy. Who did they bring a different actor to play his buddy? Yes. In? Because I was like, what the heck? 
you yeah, know, it, like it does, it does change somewhere in the Avengers or whatever. Yeah. yeah so, um, anyway, um, he's sitting there fighting him and they're both fighting in the suits and yeah, that, that's where I'm, that's where I'm paused. So it's funny. I think the second one you're going to like a lot more. It just gets, it's better than the other two. Yeah, I was, I think not I was told, but I, I was, for some reason I thought that I should watch Iron Man 2 before I watched the Avengers. I don't know why. I looked at the list and I was like, what? But I want to know what happens because I just watched Iron Man 1. I'm like, oh, I want to know what happens. And well, there, Yeah. I actually think you can watch all three Iron Man films before you go into the Avengers and all that stuff. Cause, and I think you can watch at least the first Captain America. But Captain America 2 and Civil War almost tie directly into each other. Okay. And, and you shouldn't really watch Civil War till after you've at least seen the first Avengers yeah, it's like Christina. What did you do during spring break? I got caught up on all the Marvel movies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, actually, you That's... should watch both Avengers before you watch Civil War. Okay. Yeah, because because the what happens in Avengers two ends up creating what the problem that happens in Civil War. So if you go into Civil War, you could be lost as to what's going on if you didn't watch Avengers one and two. Okay. So maybe you if, gotta... if, I, if I forget, I will definitely ask you, like, what was I supposed to do again? <laughs> yeah. And if you have any interest in watching the Thor movies, or are you just going to... Yes, okay. I do. Because Cause, I yeah, love... you... I, I would say this, then. You might as well, like, finish your Iron Man run, watch the first Captain America, watch the Thor movies, and then go and watch Captain America... Well, you could watch Avengers 1 and 2, then watch Captain America 2, and then watch Civil War, and you'll be okay. I mean, if you want to watch, like, back-to-back -back Captain Americas, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just thought, I thought you'd appreciate that I, I, started, I started the journey. Yeah. That I'm well, so gotta, far behind. Gotta, I want you to catch up on Rebels. You gotta somehow catch up. I have that. to catch up, yeah. I, I start watching something and then it, I, I catch up and then I move over to something else. And then the thing I caught up on, all the new stuff happens again. And I'm like, no, I gotta go back and catch up again. Ah. Yeah. But it's like you're in this perpetual binge watch mode. That, that's kind of fun, though. Yeah, because <laughs> then you don't have to wait. Yeah, you don't have to wait every week like we were doing for Rebels. <laughs> Right, because it ends so good. The ending of Rebels is just fantastic. It was. I can't wait. Then I mean, it, my brother and I were talking about it the other day, and we were like, "It's so much better than we could have imagined." You know, we we thought a couple things like had to happen, and then the way that they threw a curveball still made sense with the existing Star Wars films, but yet it was different than what we expected that had to happen. It didn't mm -hmm. necessarily have to happen. You know, this was a good way to do it. And it was something that none of us were anticipating, you know? Right. So, and it left a really, a lot of things open for the future of animation and stories that'll come in the future where with certain characters that we were just like, why weren't they around during this time? And, the, and it just kind of, filled in that gap you know and then and then left you with oh they could do this that would be awesome 
I don't want to spoil it for you, so it's just like yeah. I can't wait. I have to get on it. Yeah, but I did. I did. I mean, I was right with a couple of characters where I was like, "Well, there's a couple characters that are so popular that I don't think they're going to kill them off, and they're going to use them for future stories." And my brother, before before the episode aired, we were talking about it, and he's like, "I don't know. I'm not sure if Disney has that kind of foresight." And I'm like, "Sure, they do." I'm like, "Yeah, they're gonna." They're going to save certain characters for future stories and like more movies about them and things like that, you know. And and he's like, well, I don't know. Why would they, you know? And, and they sure enough, they did. <laughs> so he's like, oh, my gosh, you were right. <laughs> so that was kind of neat. That is exciting. So, um. so I, saw, I saw a lot of movies lately. I saw Death Wish. I saw Red Sparrow. I saw Annihilation. Oh, I wow. Saw, I saw A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, how was A Wrinkle in Time? I read that book in school as a kid, and I am very interested in that movie. Okay, here we go. So if you read the book and I saw the movie, let's compare, if you can remember. Yeah, if I can remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it felt, watching the movie felt a lot like a never-ending story. Okay. There was there was the three misses, Miss Witch, Miss, Miss Who, and Miss What's It, and yes. and they were going up against the It. So the It yes. reminded me a lot of the Nothing from from uh, Neverending Story, and the the three misses reminded me a lot of the characters that went along with Atreyu to help him on his quest to stop the nothing. But my problem was that the nothing in Neverending Story and the evil that showed up as like the dog, you know, the evil wolf that was stalking him and all these things like actually felt like they could get to Atreyu and actually harm him. And along the way, like, Atreyu lost his horse in the swamp, and he lost his companions due to the nothing and other things that were happening, you know, along the way. And it's like, so you knew that the characters were in real peril. They were in dire straits, and they had to get to the, you know, Atreyu had to complete his quest or all would be lost, you know. But in this movie, in, in A Wrinkle in Time, there was absolutely never any threat to the children. Right. So it didn't feel like there was any reason for them to hurry up or to complete this quest. Like, it just felt, I th I felt like, I'm like, well, why, why are they doing, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, in, in any way, they got there to save the girl's dad. And when they show up, they just, she puts on this little goggle and goes, oh, there's steps there, and then takes the goggles off, walks up the steps, goes in the room, gets her dad, and they think themselves back home. And then they're back home. Okay. And I'm like, really? That was it? There was no bad guy to conquer? There was nothing in the way to stop her from getting her dad? I'm like, it was just... He's right there. Let's get him. Let's go back. And then we think ourselves back home. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, that's it? It's over? Like, like they didn't even have to confront, you know, like, her her brother, Charles Wilson or whatever, Wallace, Charles Wallace. Yeah, Charles Wallace, yeah. Um, You know, the, the it sort of took him over for a little, for a little bit, but she talked yes. him out of it. 
And then he like went, oh, okay, I'm not bad, and, and like went with her. And I'm like, that's it. He just she just had to talk him out of it. Like it was no, there wasn't any sense of urgency. There wasn't any sense of like peril that you know you never thought oh these kids are in danger you know so because of that i felt like it lacked a little bit the movie i only gave it three stars out of five because i was like it's just an average film because there's no the 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 it the bad essence the evil in the film just didn't seem real enough it didn't seem like it was actually going to really harm anybody and it just dissipated once they thought it wasn't real, you know, and it's, I don't know. It's just, it seems like it was more like a dream or, or like a, uh, like the kids were just imagining something and they, they couldn't, they didn't have enough imagination to figure out a way out. So they just went, okay, we'll just think our way out and we're done. Okay. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and I don't know if the book was that way, if it was that easy for them in the book or what, but, and the other thing I thought was weird was the three misses just, they they start them on their journey. They show them a couple of interesting planets that look really beautiful. And then they just go, well, we can't go on any further because we can't go into the into the spot where the evil is. So we're going to give you like three gifts. And, and, they're, and I'm like, okay, they're going to give them magical items. And the first girl gives them a magical item. And then the second girl just gives her some wisdom. And the third one gives her some wisdom. And I'm like... Well, you could have told them that any time you wanted in the journey. That's not like a special gift now that they're going into the really evil land, you know? Like, that's just that's just like saying, well, good luck. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of like, wow, that sort of fell short. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, in the book <coughs> when I was reading it that it was just so exciting and so fun, you know, and... I kept saying, why does she keep calling him Charles Wallace, Charles Wallace? Like, you know, as a yeah. kid, you're like, why does this kid have two names? Why can't you call him Charles or CW or yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I felt the same way in the movie. I was like, I don't think any child would continue to call them by their full name like that. I would I would think they would shorten it to Charles or CW or whatever. You know, or Chucky W. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. no, I, I, I remember that. And then I think I'm getting that and a little bit of the Phantom in the Toll Booth mixed up just a little bit. So, um, because it's been so long. But the believe Phantom it or Toll not, booth. I do have my original student copy of um, A Wrinkle in Time. Cool. So I will have to grab it and uh, and skim through it because... Uh, it, it's been like a hundred years since I read that book. So oh, I, yeah. I, uh, I didn't remember hardly anything. But I... I remember the characters' just, names. And the I just cro- got this sense that when I read the book as a kid, it was more... Like, I felt like it was more urgent. And there was like, it's, you know, like... Yes. They were under dire circumstances, but the movie didn't make me feel that way. And I and I felt like the movie, visually, it's stunning. And I felt that the characters were done really well. Even Mindy Kaling did a good job, which I, I usually don't like the characters that she portrays. I, I, I shouldn't say it's like I don't like her as an actress, because that's probably not fair. It's probably more like the characters that she gets cast mm-hmm. in and the way that the directors want those characters to play out that I just haven't, I haven't like 
I guess I just haven't liked any of her characters so far. From The Office, I didn't like that girl. And then, oh, okay. you know, and I didn't like the Mindy Kaling show because I felt like she was playing a lot like she played in The Office. So I was kind of like, well, again, I don't like this particular character that she's portraying. But that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean she's a bad actress or anything. You know, it's just, I just don't resonate with those characters. But this right. one was pretty, I thought she did a really good job. And the outfits, the, the, the their wardrobe, you know, the outfits they wore were, were fantastic. And I just thought the visuals were amazing. And Reese Witherspoon did an amazing job. She was really funny and really good in her character. And, and Oprah just seemed like an omnipotent super being, you know, like she barely I spoke. Think it's so funny because I saw the, pre, you know, previous and stuff and I was like, Wow, Oprah in another movie. It's like you're so just not used to seeing Oprah in too many movies. <laughs> yeah. But she like really seemed like a mother goddess in a sense. She she barely spoke and when she did it was like incredibly wise, you know. That's cool. So it was it was interesting to see that. And they well, didn't have as big a role as I thought based on the previews, you know, they Yeah. But the movie went by really fast for me. I mean, it's it's not like it's slow and dull and boring or anything because it went by. I mean, before I even knew it, it was done. So, and I know it's at least an hour and a half long. So it went by really fast. I mean, so and I think kids are going to be like massively entertained by this film. So, so it was I, an hour and a half. I, because I, it had to at least be right. I I, I mean, most well, movies are. Any- yeah, most movies are at least an hour and a half, but movies lately have been checking up into the two-hour realm. Yeah. You know, so it's like no movies lately are anywhere under, you're not going to find one under an hour and a half. That's even, and sometimes even finding a movie at an hour and a half is rare. I didn't check the runtime, but, you know, I, I, I'm I just guessing that, it, I mean, most movies are at least that, so... And as a weird person who is very time oriented, uh, especially right now, uh, it's a, it's a, I f- I'm, I'm fascinated. Like, okay, what can you tell me in an hour and a half? Okay. Why does this need to be two hours? Or there'll be a movie that's like really long and you're like, you could have cut about 20 minutes off of this thing, you know, <laughs> you know, or the ones where you're just like, that just was not long enough, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I just I mean, checked it. It does have a two-hour runtime, so okay. Yeah, but it, it, like it, I said, it flowed it, quickly. It flowed quickly. Yeah, it, it flowed quickly, and I think there was enough in it. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they cut something out, but it. It was. You know, I felt like. I felt like all the key points were there. You know, they were. They were. They established the the characters in the beginning. You found out the father was missing, and it was probably due to his experiments with folding time and space. And then mm-hmm. they find out that he's really alive. Charles Wallace calls the misses. They show up. The kids get all get together. They take off. They rescue her father, and they bring him back home. So it's just like, you know, all the beats were there. But the whole thing with the it, I think, could have been left out because... If it was just a story of the kids having to go through to different planets and then track down the father and get him to come home, then 
that would have been enough. But because they introduced this whole idea of a great evil in the in the universe called the It, and that it was slowly taking over the whole universe and going to destroy it, then I was like, well, shouldn't there be some peril? Like, the kids have to... You know what I mean? Like, they could have made one of the companions die or something happen that made it seem more like it's actually a real evil thing. Because the evil didn't seem evil. I guess that's what it was. The evil didn't seem evil. You know, it just seemed like it was a dark place where they were in a light place. And and it's like, well, what's wrong with the dark? It doesn't hurt you, you know? <laughs> and in this movie, it didn't hurt them. So, you know, it was just sort of like that same thing, you know? It wasn't as threatening as the nothing, you know. <laughs> uh. Yeah, um, and I saw that you went to uh, Disney World and got to see lots of Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we went to my brother on his birthday. We went up to Disney Hollywood Studios, and I uh -huh. used my resident pass, which was fantastic. So... The resident pass cost us around $270, and we can get in as many times in the year as we want, and we get 20% off at all the restaurants and the store, and we get 20% off any special event, so I'm going to go to the Star Wars Galactic Nights on May 27th and uh and do that so you know i saved 20 percent off on going to do that and you get 20 percent off hotels in the area it's like a really good deal and uh the only thing you can't do with the pass i bought was go on weekends and i can't go during christmas and i can't go during easter so they take off the big holidays and you can't go on the weekends like saturday and sunday okay but because if you did want to go on the Saturdays and Sundays, then the pass was like $450 or something. So almost twice as much. So it was kind of, which is still probably a deal, but we just didn't know what, how often I'd end up going. So we didn't want to spend that much right off the bat. Oh, that makes sense. But what's interesting is, so Mark doesn't have a resident pass. He never bought one. But so he had to pay for one day to get in, and it was a hundred and two dollars. Wow! So, you know, you basically go two and a half times. Well, you should say three times, right? Because you're not going to go for half a time. So three times in the if you in the resident pass is paid for. So, I really only have to go three days, and it's not just three times; it's three days. You know, because one day was a hundred and two dollars. So, it's almost like he he should have just bought a resident pass, and then said, "Okay, I have to go with you at least two more times." You know? Yes, that's how Disney California was. You're just like it. You if you paid for a ticket, you made sure that you stayed all day and usurped. Like that whole price of that ticket, yeah. Unless you bought a pass and you go like three times, and you're just like, Psh. you know, as a pass holder in college, um, I had a, I, I was with someone who bought it for me as a gift as a pass holder in college. I mean, there were times where we'd go and, um, like 
we would go in and like, oh my gosh, it's too crowded in here. We'd grab a drink, turn around and walk out and then go back the next day because we could. It's like, hey, I walked into Disneyland and got a mint julep, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, but it was fun because as a pass holder and because of where I lived and where I went to college you could go to Disneyland and say, we're going to go and ride five rides and leave. And I had a friend who had a handicap pass. So that literally took 15 minutes because (laughs) you go through all the exits, you know? So it was fun. Or sometimes you're like, let's go at night and you do stuff during the day or hang out with people during the day. And then you're like, okay, let's eat dinner. And then we're going to go to Disneyland for two hours. You know what I mean? As a pass holder, you can do that. Yeah. And it's really cool. And by going just a couple of times, you've pretty much paid for the pass. And if you have one person that has parking on their pass, well, you're in. Yeah, that's right. I get free parking with my pass. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what was interesting, I thought, was that, um, I mean, I wish I lived closer, first off. Because if I lived closer, I would do that. I'd go, you know, anytime I was bored and didn't have things to do for a couple hours, I would jaunt in. But... Since it's a three-hour drive for me, it's like I have oh. to do it as a whole day. You know, it has to be a planned yeah. thing. And then, uh, but what I really liked about it was, well, there's a couple, I have mixed things about Hollywood Studios. So I think it's worth getting a pass and being able to go multiple times. Plus, because the pass is also good. My pass is good for Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot Center, and Animal Planet. Animal Kingdom, or whatever it's called. Okay. Yeah, Animal Kingdom. So I can go to all four parks here in Florida for that with that pass. And I could jump between them in one day. I could go to like right. as many as I wanted. Oh, pardon me. But um, Mark's pass that he bought for $102 was good for only Hollywood stu- Studios that one day. Now I've got the hiccups. Great. I hope that doesn't come through a lot. But um, anyway, so now what I thought was the pass is definitely worth it. But paying $102 just for Hollywood Studios for one day, I don't think is really all that worth it. And the reason why I think that is because, okay, there was one ride in the whole Hollywood Studios and that ride well no actually there's two rides so the one ride was the um the roller coaster which is the Aerosmith roller coaster and that is a true roller coaster you know mm-hmm. and then the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is a drop inside this tower so I guess you can kind of consider that a ride but it's not it's not the same as like a drop ride that you have at like Six Flags or out at another amusement park. Mm-hmm. It's sort of small and really cheesy and there's a movie like video kind of thing playing. So I think it's more like a simulated drop instead of a real free fall drop, you know. And then Toy Story, there's a little Toy Story thing in the Pixar Place area where you actually get into a little car and it drives through the thing. So it's kind of like a traditional Disney ride where you're in a car and it drives along a track. And you have these little pop guns that you can shoot stuff along the way and things like that. But everything else... Okay, wait. The Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular is you get to watch 
them make a pseudo film of Indiana Jones where they do all these different stunts and there's real fire and pyrotechnics explosions and everything. And they run you through like four or five scenes that were in the first Indiana Jones film and sort of give you an idea on how they were made using stuntmen and things like that. Okay. So that one's not a ride. It's like you're watching a performance on stage and that kind of thing. But it's really cool because it had, I mean, you could feel the fire. You can feel the heat off it and everything. And they get people from the audience to come down and play as extras. So you get audience participation and things like that. And so it's kind of fun because you get to see a bunch of things and how Hollywood creates stunts and special effects and everything. But everything else in there is just a movie. So like, you go to um, you go to the Muppets thing, and the Muppets is just a movie that's twelve minutes long. You go to the star oh, like there's five or six yeah. different Star Wars things, and every single one of the different Star Wars things is a movie that's like twelve or fifteen minutes long. Even Star Tours, you 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 go on this, you get in this capsule that's like a ride, but it's yeah. one of those motion things. You know what I that's mean? That's how it. That that's how the one in California is. Yeah, it except it's so funny because around. it's. It sounds like they took bits from Disneyland and bits from California Adventure in California and kind of made them their own Hollywood studio type bit, type yeah. thing. Because Disneyland has Star Tours. Um, they're going to have the Star Wars land. They're going to have, you know, they have all the other stuff. And then... Um, California Adventure has more of the Pixar stuff and they have a whole walk that's a Hollywood walk type deal. So um, it sounds like where you went has bits like the movie stuff in one, like its own little separate land. And that's where, that's where toy in Hollywood studios is where toy story land is being built and it's going to be, it's going to open in June. So I'm going to go back and see that. And that's where you're supposed to be, they shrink you down to the size of a six-inch action figure. So oh, if you, when you walk into a house, the house is human size, but you're only six inch, so you can't get up on the chairs and on the tables. Like you walk under the fun. table and chairs, and like Lincoln logs and pickup sticks and stuff will be gigantic, you know. And all the toys that you know will be as size as the same size that you are and everything. So it'll be, I think it's going to be a neat, a neat area because you'll, it's supposed to, when you walk in, it's supposed to simulate a little shrink ray kind of thing that shrinks you down. So you're supposed to get the feeling when you walk in that when you transition from Hollywood studios to toy story land, it's supposed to make you feel like you've been shrunk down to six inches tall and you're That'll now the size fun. of an action figure. So like everything, like even the places where you'd go eat and stuff are supposed to be gigantic, you know? So it's going to be really fun. weird, you know? Yeah. Or like you'll be eating inside a dollhouse or something, you know, like, cause so it's going to be, I, I just can't imagine how that's going to look. I think it's going to be really cool. And then we saw the entrance to where the star Wars land is going, which is right near where star tours is. And uh, that's where I took the picture on Twitter where I was in front of the Millennium Falcon and I had, I was like putting my hand out to the droid. That was sort of the tarp they had in the, blocking the entrance while they're working on it. 
But that one is completely like when you go into Star Wars land, it's going to be completely Star Wars. Like it's I can't all wait. the buildings are in Star Wars shapes. Like the, everybody who works in that section is going to be dressed up in costumes. So it's like you're you're not gonna you're basically transporting yourself to the Star Wars universe in a sense. So some of That's these new awesome. some of these new areas that they're opening up at Disney are completely immersive. Uh, you know, like the Toy Story Land and the Star Wars Land, they're going to be completely immersive where you feel like you're in that realm and nothing in there, even the employees, is going to be able to take you out of that realm, you know? That's awesome. And, like, even the hotel, like, there's a there's going to be a, a resort, a hotel resort attached to the Star Wars Land, and the hotel, when you look out the windows... They're gonna, you're gonna see space battles and and stuff like in other other areas of the planet and stuff like that. So wow, you are if you if you stay the night in the hotel, everybody who works there is dressed up. All the announcements over the speakers, the food you eat, everything. You even get clothes laid out for you. I'm sure you can pick ahead of time what you want to be, but um, that are Star Wars universe clothing. So you're supposed to dress up while you're staying in the hotel in the clothing they provide you that fits in with the star Wars universe. So that when you stay there for a night or two nights and they have a limit, they're limiting it to only two nights. You cannot be there more than two nights because they're anticipating this thing to be so popular that they want to limit your stay. And you're in such an immersive thing that you will be 24 seven. Well, 24 two, because you're only allowed two days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So 24 two, and you will be like, you know, t- completely in a star, the Star Wars universe for that stay, you know. But a lot of people are speculating that it's, be, you know, with a limit of two nights and how immersive that is, it's probably going to cost you a thousand dollars a night. <laughs> a riot? Is, yeah. That, that's crazy. They're going to make it ridiculous, I bet. Because <laughs> if you just stay at the Disney Resort, it's like three to four hundred a night. So you know they're going to make Star Wars Land more expensive than the regular Disney. <laughs> I just I just want to, like, save up, like, tons of money and go experience it one time. Yeah, I'm just going to do one night one time and, and just do the 24-hour experience and just uh, instead of the 48-hour experience. Dear Disney, will you get the crew of the Awesome Geek Show into the uh, Star Wars Hotel for one night? Thank you. We'll talk about it. No. Well, the interesting <laughs> thing about Galactic Nights is that on, on May 27th, Galactic Nights at Star Wars in, uh, in uh, Hollywood Studios here in Florida, in Orlando, um, it's about... It's an av- it's around a hundred dollars for the night, but there are taxes and fees, so I think it would come to about a hundred and twenty after you pay for all that. And then I'm staying in a hotel that's just that's right by the entrance to the Disney parks, and I got the hotel for forty eight dollars for one night, and uh, so I'm gonna go there and do the Hollywood Nights, and um, they give you so. At, you can go to the park all day and do all the stuff, but at 7 p.m. that day, the 27th, they close the park to everyone who does not have a ticket for the Galactic Nights. And then, so it'll be just the Star Wars fans who paid for the Galactic Nights from 7 p.m. to midnight. And you can go on anything you want, Star Wars related, for as much as you want for during that time. 
And then they also let you in to Star Wars land for a behind-the-scenes sneak peek at whatever's ready by then. Oh, that's cool. So, and then they, but they don't open it until January of 2019. So it's like you're going to see it six months ahead of time, whatever's done. So I think that's that's one of the reasons I really want to go is just to get a chance to see it. You know, even looking at some of the stuff that they're still working on, I'm probably going to be geeking out over. I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, look what they're working on over there. You know, like yeah, I think that's going to be cool. And I'm sure you're going to be escorted through there. You're not going to be able to run around freely. I'm sure they're going to take them and take you in groups. You know, I, I imagine what'll happen is. Between 7 and midnight, they'll probably be like, okay, everyone who's in here can just freely go on all the different Star Wars rides and do whatever they want. And then we're going to take a group of 50 of you, and you're going to go through at 8 o'clock, and we're going to show you the stuff. Then at 9 o'clock, we're going to take another 50 of you. And then at 10 o'clock, you gets your time for the other 50. And at 11 o'clock, there's the last set of 50. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'll take them through and show them the the preview stuff that's what i think is going to end up happening because that would make the most sense because they're not going to let everybody just run around freely in there because if there's stuff still being built they could get hurt you know yeah or pick take pictures or get into things they're not supposed to yeah that they're not ready for people to see yet or whatever yeah that will be cool but i do think that like i do wish it was just a little cheaper because i think that star tours was a lot of fun I really enjoyed like the Path of the Jedi. I really like. Well, that's the... right. You've never been on a Star Tours. I've ridden no, that like that was the I first was time. Yeah. I've ridden that ride since I was a kid, and when they upgraded it for all the new movies and stuff, it was like you know before I left California, it was like yeah, this is awesome. We got the one that had Force Awakens and Last Jedi stuff. So we started out on Jakku, and then we ended up on Crate and flying through the Crystal Mines and stuff, and then. And then ended up in the last battle there and stuff when the with Leia and them and and breaking free and going into hyperspace to get ourselves back to the rebel to resistance base or whatever. It was pretty interesting. But I was curious, like what was interesting though was we couldn't get we had to get fast pass stuff in the morning to get a time. Cause the waits were like four hours long for that thing. Oh, so when we got them, we were there right at like nine o'clock, but the first opening for the fast pass was until like two twenty. So we only got yeah. to go on it once. And then we realized that what happened was if you get the app, the Disney app and download it to your phone, you can put all the fast pass on there before you get there. So uh -huh. people who were, who were more savvy than us probably filled up the, the morning slots before we even got there. That's what probably happened. Yeah, that fast pass, once they invented that, especially in California, that just drove me nuts. It's like, you know, after being a resident and going there for such a long time, it, there was a point where you're like, yeah, not waiting two hours for that ride, even with a fast pass. You know what I mean? Like, Well, the fast you know, pass, it, we got right in. We didn't have to wait for any rides so, that oh, we yeah, had to see, pass with, you know. It, it just depends on the ride, too, where either you get right in or you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we, we showed up at our allotted time. 
walked in a different line. There was a special gate for us with a different line, and we went right oh, up to the front. Nice. And then they um, they just kind of took like three people from the fast pass lane and three people who had been waiting in line for two hours or four hours in the long line, and then they put you on the same car, you know. Yeah, I, I think I got spoiled using my friend's handicap pass and all those years because, like, I'd walk up. Now, you haven't experienced the Matterhorn yet, but I'd walk up to the Matterhorn, and it's like two hours. I'm like, what? For that? No. You know, so I turn around and go find another ride. It's it's hilarious. It's because I've, I grew up going to Disney. You know, it's like you get over to Splash Mountain, and it's like, this ride is two hours. I'm like, seriously? Have they changed anything inside? <laughs> no, I'm not waiting two hours. But then they're like, Haunted Mansion is Jack Skellington right now. Everybody's like, yeah, you know, but once it goes back to normal, you're like, eh, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> but like Pirates of the Caribbean, when they changed it to be like the movie, everybody's like, let's get on. Jack you know, Sparrow. And, yeah. Yeah. And then when they kind of changed it back a little bit, everybody's all, eh, you know, so it's, it's like, it's really funny because you know the rides like when they like Star Tours, like people would go on, go on, go on, and once it was the same ride over and over and over and over, people are just like, eh. and then they started upgrading it to be like the Star Wars movie, and they put C three PO as your driver instead of so this other that weird that droid, used- yeah. Yeah, and everybody's like, yeah, man. And then that line got to be two and three hours long. And then they had Space Mountain be Hyperspace Mountain for a while. So it was like you're going through Star Wars in that. And that line got forever long. And then they open up the, you know, new rides like, okay, this used to be this. Well, now it's Buzz Lightyear. Shoot them up. You know, and everybody's like, yeah, Buzz Lightyear. You know, so it just depends on how they how they've changed things like they changed Autopia and then all of a sudden everybody that's those little cars. Everybody's like, yeah, cars. It just, they think they made it like cars land. And then, um, at Disneyland there was Toontown. Yeah. Um, it's fun. And then they have to put in something new and they're like Roger rabbit stuff was over there. And then, um, they swapped out a bunch of stuff. So it's like as rides got stale, they upgraded them and then everybody flocked to them. Because, I mean, if you're a pass holder, an annual pass holder, and you go and you do every ride all the all the, all the time, there's certain rides that become, like, very stale. Um, but Disneyland, being the original Disneyland, um, people are always going to go there. Now, California Adventure is very much like the Hollywood Studios that you mentioned. But over there, it's more of a... Things that happen in California, the Hollywood studios, the Pixar stuff, there's mermaid, like you showed me the picture of that mermaid ride, there's mermaid stuff, there's uh, Cars Land, there was Bugs Life Land, there was, I'm just trying to think, because I didn't go there as much, because there's not as many rides in California Adventure as there was in Disney, and so... That's what I was getting at. Like Disney, Animal Kingdom, and Epcot Center actually have real rides. They actually, and like Epcot has science and the aquarium, and Animal Kingdom has like a full, like Animal Kingdom has a full African safari where the animals are just out in the wild in a sense, you know? As a teenager, I got to go to 
um, um, the Magic Kingdom there, and it was fun to compare the rides from California to Florida's rides. Yeah. And then, and then I went to Epcot, and I did get to go on a couple of rides there. But at the time when I was in Epcot as a teenager, it wasn't as big. So there wasn't as many rides. It was more of a look and see, if yeah, you will. It's like more science-y stuff, you know. Yeah. 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 So, but but they they're constantly upgrading, and now with Star Wars and Marvel and all these things coming out, they have more opportunity for rides. Well, or um, this is what shocked my brother. Speaking of Marvel and stuff, we're like, Disney has owned Marvel a lot longer than they've owned Star Wars, but yet they barely have any Marvel rides. Oh. And they didn't like. Why wouldn't they just make a Marvel Land and have like or a Marvel in, Experience type? Yeah, deal. and it's like it didn't make any sense to us. We were like, "There's all this Pixar and Toy Story stuff, and there's Star Wars, and they got Little Mermaid, you know, but they don't have any Marvel things." And we were looking through, and there's like a couple things in the Magic Kingdom that have Marvel related stuff, but we're like, "That's it." Like, why don't they do like a comic book land where you're in the Marvel universe. That just seems like, that would be cool. Cause like in animal kingdom, they have a whole thing related to avatar, including somehow they made the, the floating rocks and those floating islands. So it's like, we, we really want to go to that, but my mom wants to go to that also. Cause she's a big fan of avatar. So she wants to see that stuff herself. So we're probably going to save animal kingdom for when she can go. Cause she wants to see that, you know, but my brother wants to go to Epcot with me because he remembers Epcot from when we were kids. And he's like, I'd like to go see that. Yeah. And I was like, see, there's your second day. You only would have to go one more. you know? <laughs> right? So. I love, I just love all the Disney. I love everything Disney. But if you, you were saying you might come out and go to Disney World. If you, if you come out, you could. You could come out in May and we could go to the um to the Galactic Knights together. You know what I Ooh, mean? Ooh, that, that would be fun. I and then, anything Star Wars is just like, you know. <laughs> Cuz you could do that. We could get there on Sunday and do that and then we could stay for a couple extra days. Like you could get the 3-day pass to go into the different parks and so yeah, we could that's do like it. that Sunday we could do the Hollywood Studios. And then stay for Galactic Nights. And then we could go like Monday to Epcot and Tuesday to one of the other ones. You know what I mean? That'd be fun. Before you go, you know, then that would be your three days. That's worth it. That's worth it right there. <laughs> You'd probably be dead tired at the end of the day. Like, oh, of course I would. Yeah. Oh, it, Disneyland, I could go, I would go for three hours and I, I'd be toast. Like, but that's now. That's just because we I took were, a backpack. We were, there, we were there from like nine a.m. till about. We got there about nine thirty. It wasn't. It wasn't exactly at nine, and then we were there till about four thirty or five, and then my dad, because my dad didn't go in. He he drove us up there, and then he's like, "Well, I'm not going with you. I just wanted to drive up and look around Orlando, so I'll I'll come back later in the evening," and we're like, "What?" <laughs> 
Like he came all the way up here, but he doesn't. He doesn't like those parks. He doesn't have any fun in them. He doesn't. He likes to see one or two things, and then he's done. So he just he just let us go in, and then he wandered around Orlando and did some stuff, and hey, came back at, in the evening and got us. You know, so we were like, okay, it's like we had our own chauffeur or something. <laughs> it, that's the best part because then you can sleep in the car on the way home. Yeah, I was beat. I would. I wasn't gonna. That's where I said, okay, well, the next time I'm coming, I'll just get a hotel for one night, stay overnight, and then drive back the next morning because I'm not, I, I wouldn't be able to drive back after that because I was so di- I was so tired, you know? Well, I went, so if you lived closer, this is a, some of the things I used to do. It'd be like friends, we'd say, let's go see, because at the time, Disney had either the light parade or Fantasmic or some fireworks show. We'd go, let's go at this time, ride to rides, and then sit and wait for whatever show it was, and then go home. I mean, as a pass yeah. holder living really close to Disney, you could t- totally do that and it was fun because then you didn't have to sit there and say well I spent this much on a ticket so now I gotta stay all day and I'm tired and I just want to go lay down for a little bit and if you have a hotel you can go lay down for a little bit and go back in yeah so well it was totally, funny because I'm totally posting I was posting those pictures on Twitter as we were there throughout the day and one of the guys was like um that we always talk Star Wars action figures Oh, pardon me. One of the guys that we always talk Star Wars action figures with, he's like, are you there right now? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I'm going to be there at five because I'm getting out of work and coming over. And I was like, well, we got we to gotta leave. I'm like, I'm sorry, but we're leaving. He goes, I'm still coming in. I'm all psyched up to go now. So I'm going in. Like he has an annual pass also, I guess, but he lives right nearby. So he's like, I'm going in there. He goes, I'm going to get some droids. <laughs> that's, that's so fun. It's, it's so funny because before Disney got Star Wars, there was always the Star Tours ride yeah. inside of Disneyland. And there was always the spaceport right yep. outside the ride where you could buy the toys and stuff. And Our, ours, think- is called, ours is called the Tatooine Trader. Yeah, they've changed it in Disneyland now too. But it was oh, okay. it was it was really cool because that was the only little piece of Star Wars. And then when Disney got Star Wars, it was like Tomorrowland exploded into Star Wars. And I think they realized, well, okay, Tomorrowland cannot contain what Star Wars is. So Star Wars gets its own land now and we'll return yeah. everything else back to normal. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. just, it cracks me up because Buzz Lightyear's in Tomorrowland and it used to be, what was, oh, Disneyland had Tron. It was a little, oh, really? you yeah. sat in this little moving slow moving car that went through tracks but it was kind of like a way to relax like you got on that ride to chill if it was hot (laughs) because it went in tunnels and you saw all the tron stuff and it was cool and slow and it was like a chance to recharge because anytime like as a teen like when we went as teens it was like let's go on the tron ride because we don't have to walk. It's cool. And we can catch our breath. And it, <laughs> <laughs> and that or <clears throat> was that ride or Haunted Mansion or 
Oh, there was another ride that was in the dark. Oh, small world in the dark. It's a small world after all. (laughs) You you felt like you could rest your legs, rest your feet, be cool. And then you're like, okay, I'm good. Let's go. (laughs) You know, or you got on the train that went all the way around Disneyland. Yeah. Well, we got, we got like the monorail at Epcot and and Magic Kingdom. So you just ride around on that. The monorail, that's the other thing we went on because it was air conditioned. You sat and people are like, where are you going to get off? We're like, yeah, right where we got back on. We're just yeah, gonna we're just going to drive around in it because we want to yeah. cool off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I liked the launch bay. We have the we have the Star Wars launch bay. Mm-hmm. And that's where they had all, all the characters dressed up. Mm-hmm. And, they, um, and then they had all the props and everything that were in there and posters and concept art and things like that and it was that was really cool to see all that stuff yes and there was a little there was a little sort of making of movie kind of thing that was like 15 minutes long i miss disney and then they had like this big thing outside that was like three little stage platforms and they started out by way back at the main entrance Captain Phasma would walk in with all her like 12 stormtrooper guards or whatever and they did that parade. I took a little video of her walking by everybody. They did like a little parade as they went to the um to the big stage thing. So they walked through the whole park basically like that with the music playing all over the place. And then they got up on the on the stage and performed some little thing and uh and then they did the whole trip through the Star Wars galaxy um, later on in the day, which we got some little pictures of and some small video of where they went through the prequels. They went through Rogue One. They went through the Mm. classic era. And then they went through all of the new movies era. But they, we were surprised that they didn't have anything for the solo film. We were like, wow, there's nothing here promoting solo. Like you'd think they would be like, now go see Solo and at least show the trailer or something, you know, like, (laughs) you know. Yeah. I wonder if they're just going to, that one's just going to, I mean, I know they're going to promote it, but I wonder if that one's just going to slide on out like, ta-da, here it is. Oh yeah. Cause they also had a lot of rebel stuff. Mark was like, I'm surprised how much there is a bunch of star Wars rebels things, you know, chopper was around. Um, they, they had concept art for rebels and inside the launch bay and they had, they had, uh, like props that, you know, Mark's like, how do they have inquisitor props? The inquisitors were cartoons. So it's like they made, you know, in with all the lightsabers that they had props from the films. They actually made like the Inquisitor lightsabers and stuck them in there too, and we're, and Mark Mark was like and like Asajj Ventress. He's like she was a cartoon also, so her 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 stuff shouldn't be like you know an actual physical prop, you know. But they did. They had her lightsabers that disconnected and could connect, clip in to form a double bladed, and then they could disconnect to have two two lightsabers, one in each hand, you know. Yeah. And they had like Ahsoka's lightsabers and stuff. And it's like, you know, so they had a lot from the Clone Wars and from Rebels, even props that they they made specifically just to have in the collection of lightsabers and help. Like they had Sabine's helmet. And Mark's like, Sabine's helmet's a cartoon. It shouldn't be a real prop, you know, like, but they made one just to stick in with all the other helmets, you know. 
So it was it was kind of interesting. It made me think that probably half the props that they were showing weren't really props from the films. They're probably reproductions as well, but or at least some of them are. But it's like, you know, it was just fascinating to see all this stuff from Rebels and even a few items from the Clone Wars cartoon that was that were there in the launch bay and various other spots, you know. Yeah. But the the characters are pretty funny, and then we realize that they could never point their guns at anybody. So it's not like going to a convention where if you see people, uh-huh. you see like even convention workers who are dressed up in, in characters, they'll do funny little scenes with you and point the gun at you and do like you're captured or something like that. And uh, I wanted the Stormtroopers and Captain Phasma to do a thing where they had captured me, you know, so I, they were like, come over here, you know, and I, I knelt down and was like, no, no, no. And they were like, can't do that. You know, we can't do that. And they, they, so they made me stand up and put my back to one of the stormtroopers. Like I had a gun in the air and he's like, yeah, that's what you can do. And he put his gun up in the air, you know, but it's like, they can't do anything where they would make it look like you're in peril. You know, it's like, must be oh. a Dis- it must be a Disney uh, rule, you know? Yeah, um, my uh, stepbrother worked at Disney uh, when I was in high school, or, yeah, was I in high school? He was in high school, one of the two. Um, And he used to tell me, like, all the the behind-the-scenes, you know, stuff. He goes, you know the little mice from Cinderella? I was like, yeah. The girl mice? He goes, yeah. He goes, have you ever noticed one of them, like, hugs you really tight? And you're like, dude, that chick is, like, strong. I'm like... Yeah, he goes, it's usually a guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a funny thing. And then in college, I had a friend who was Goofy, um, who played the character Goofy, knew I absolutely adored Goofy, and um, said, whenever I see you there, whenever you see Goofy, come up. If it's me, I'll give you a special, like, hug or a special pat on the head, you know, so that I know, because they're not allowed to talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it was neat. It was neat to know some behind-the-scenes character stuff, you know? It's like, yeah. I, I'm I'm so that nerdy person that wants to know the behind-the-scenes, how did this is made, how that's made. Other people are like, it ruins the magic for me, not me. <laughs> Tell me all about it. Well, Mark wondered why we saw uh, Stitch, right, from Lilo and Stitch, the uh-huh. alien. And the alien only had two arms. He's like, why did they make two other fake arms so it could have, you know, like the six limbs, or, you know, four arms or whatever. And, and it's like they could have made them so they're tied together so that when it hugs you, it looks like it's hugging you with four arms, you know. And I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I don't know. And we saw, so, yeah, so we saw Stitch in addition to all the storm tro- or the Star Wars guys because Chewbacca was running around, the stormtroopers were running around. When you went I into the that. launch bay, there was BB-8 with Ray. Chewbacca was in there. Darth, or Kylo Ren, sorry. Darth Vader was walking around, yeah. But, like, outside, it was just Stormtroopers, Chewbacca. And then we saw Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. And then, let's see, Goofy was there. We saw the Chipmunks, Chip and Dale, right? Yeah. And then, uh, who else was? Minnie Mouse was walking around. But that was it. Yeah, that was, I think, all we saw of the characters walking around. Oh, no, we saw Buzz Lightyear and Woody, right? The 
the yeah yeah Woody's the cowboy right yeah, yeah. they were in the Pixar place area so. Yeah, we saw I them love, too. I love the characters. I've always loved the characters. Like, I in um, I also love Tigger in uh, college. I took a picture with uh, Tigger. I think I still have that somewhere. And then I painted a frame with Tigger on it. Um, it and it was so fun because I was just sitting there hugging t- Tigger and Tigger. Like the person in the Tigger costume hugged me back, and it was like I was swallowed by orange and black stripes. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the characters and I think like you guys have all seen my picture with uh, Kylo Ren and Chewbacca um, when I was at Disneyland I took a really hilarious picture with Kylo Ren where he's sitting there staring at me pointing at me and I'm making this like huh face. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the people thought I was but the guy playing Kylo Ren I'm assuming it was a guy um, did really well. I just kept trying to intimidate me and I just kept laughing. And I think <laughs> he was so confused why I was laughing because it's like, I wanted, I wanted whoever it was to break character because I was laughing so hard, but they didn't. Hmm. Well, see, our, <laughs> did very well. our Kylo Ren was a girl. Oh yeah. But you know, they, they, you couldn't, you, you had to really look close to tell you know mark pointed it out first he goes he goes dude is that a girl and then i was like oh my gosh you're right (laughs) he's like why is our kylo ren a girl and i'm like well she could do the moves you know because she was really jumping and like doing flips and stuff and like with the lightsaber and stuff it was pretty cool that's awesome i love um at disneyland they have um they had a thing a stage come up where they would do a show and for a while it was it was the young uh the young jedi and they would fight darth vader and darth maul and then it went as rebels became more popular they made it kylo ren and the seventh sister See ours ours was Darth or Vader something. and Kylo Ren for the yeah, kids. Yeah, th- that 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 went it went Darth Vader first it was Darth Vader Darth Maul then I think it was Vader and Kylo Ren and then it went to Kylo Ren and the Seventh Sister and then Vader came out too. Like and I'm just sitting there laughing. I'm like that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all technically that can't happen. You know. <laughs> I, I like it because the kids like at ours the the kids that were we only saw the kids doing it once. I mean it could have changed throughout the day, but. Like the one time where we were walking by where they did it, like they had the kids, um, you know, the kids do this practice with their Jedi Masters for a little while. And then all of a sudden Darth Vader comes out and they got, they they picked one kid and we could tell from watching the kids that the kid they picked was someone who could do the moves. So he was like, okay, do the moves we taught you. And he's like, okay. And then Darth Vader went to attack, you know, and the kid did the move and it made it look like he deflected Darth Vader's lightsaber, you know? Yeah. And the kid just stops and he's like, dad, I beat Darth Vader. And he's like, his dad's <laughs> like, keep going, keep going, you know, like, like, don't, don't stop, you know what I mean? Like, and then like Kylo Ren, the music changes and Kylo Ren comes out, you know, and it's like, it's the kid's like, oh my gosh, now Kylo Ren's coming. You know, like you can see it on his face. Like he's like, holy crap. (laughs) Well, there, I saw one once. I don't know if it was a video or if I saw it in person, 
But Vader comes out and the line is, will you join me in the dark side? And the kid's supposed to say no and put up their lightsaber because the trainer person is behind them. Yeah. This this kid says yes, walked over and stood next to Vader and the actor's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and the person, like, the, the good guy goes, well, this has never happened before. <laughs> it was awesome. The kid's like, yes, and stood next to Vader. And then another one was, I think, a little girl. She was dressed in a princess dress, and they had the Padawan robe on her. And she's like, she's like, wow, wow. And he goes, I've never been fought by a princess before. Wow, You know, it was just... <laughs> It was just little things where it breaks the norm of, you know, and that's why I was like, this is, I could watch these for hours because you never know what's going to happen. And all these little kids are just like, they feed a Darth Vader. You never know what a kid's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And well, like the kid, the kid thought it was so real. He thought like he actually deflected the lightsaber when the guy playing Darth Vader is like, he's trained to do that one move. And since right. they taught the kids the move to block, Darth Vader just puts his lightsaber wherever the kid ends up with his lightsaber. So in the kid's mind, it looks like he blocked Darth Vader's lightsaber, you know? I, I have to give it and to those the trans kid, the people. Kid, they do very well. Yeah, the kid thought it was real, you know what I mean? He thought he actually deflected the lightsaber. And so then he, like, turns to his dad and he yells out to the crowd, I did it, Dad! Look! I beat Darth Vader! You know, like... <laughs> It's just like, and that, that, that kid has to have been the best moment in yeah, the whole day. Yeah, like, it, it, who like, cares about Mickey Mouse? I defeated Darth Vader. It like blew his mind or something, you know? The best part was, I think I went once and um, it, you know where the stormtrooper comes out because I've been there enough. <laughs> we, My friend and I knew where the stormtroopers came out. So we just stood there as they walked by. We're like, high five. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave us five. <laughs> That's funny. You know, it's I it's it's me. I try to get the characters to break to people to break character all the time. <laughs> because I'm like, come on, and like there's been times where I was in Tomorrowland and uh the stormtroopers would dance. <laughs> or they'd follow you, like you'd be walking and you'd walk past them and so they'd just start following you really close behind you'd stop, they'd stop, you'd turn around and they they'd wave at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could tell like, okay, this person's having fun with their job. <laughs> well, our stormtroopers could talk. They had like they were the only characters that talked. Yeah. But they had like the little you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it actually worked and the like Mark was trying to get the one to arrest. He's like, Shh. he's like, hey, Stormtrooper TK831. He goes, my brother over there is causing a lot of trouble. I think you guys need to arrest him for the First Order, you know? And then he's like talking to Mark about how he's not allowed to, to arrest people or do anything like that, you know? And Mark's like, oh, come on, it's him. And then the, and the I, I'm like, take out the camera to take a picture of Mark with the Stormtrooper. And then I realize they're talking to each other. So I start videotaping it. And he's like, what, this guy right here? This guy? <laughs> and he's pointing at me, you know, when he's got his gun up in the air, but he's pointing at me and he takes a couple steps towards me. And then Mark's laughing, you know. Yeah, that's cool. But anyway, Christina, I think maybe we should do like that little kid and join the dark side 
cut the show off, go to sleep. It's time. Yeah. This time change is throwing everybody for a loop. I was going to try to sing the Muppet show in a way that like closed out the show, but really it, it's like, I'd have to think about that for a little while. It's time to it's time to take off your makeup. It's time to put on pajamas. It's time to put the covers out. Go to sleep tonight. <laughs> I don't know. You know. This ends up and everybody's like, "Hey, it's daytime, but I'll go to bed." <laughs> well, all right. Good night, Christina. Good night. It was great, and we'll talk to you later. Have fun there in Texas. I'll try. <laughs> From Florida, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Good night, everybody out there in listening land. Always remember to keep it geeky out there, everyone. And may the force be with you. Always. Autobots, roll out! Oh! Hey, you've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe!